Hey, yeah, beautiful people. I can't show you enough gratitude to continue to bring us to the 100th episode. Thanks for being a part of the mission bringing stories from around the world. And we'll try to sustain and evolve to the 1000 or maybe beyond. My most significant influences in starting this podcast are stories and people. Stories that my grandmother used to narrate to me when I was a kid. Stories from a different universe. Sometimes stories from the world of mythology. And what can be a better 100th episode than to revisit this but a new modern way? Hey yeah everyone. I'm Priya Sutadeva, your host at Trending Diary Show. Your journey to connect with ideas, stories, experiences and people and get a deeper understanding of the world around you starts now. I believe our life is the biggest lesson and we all can learn from each other. Today, we have Mr. Akash Gupta, author of the best-selling book The Hidden Hindu. He can take you on an adventure through his art of storytelling. Mr. Gupta reveals some of the interesting facts about his book and talks extensively about mythology as a genre in this episode. Tune in. So first of all thank you so much Mr. Akshat it's it's wonderful to have you on Trending Diary and thank you so much for accepting the invitation. Thank you. Pleasure, pleasure is all mine. Indeed, and you know, first of all, I am curious to know that there there are lots of not not lots of you know degrees or courses when it comes to the mythology. And you being historian, mythologist, how 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 it happened? Why you do what you do? So how it started? Well, I am I am no historian. Neither am I any mythologist. Mm-hmm. First of all, I don't believe that uh, anything and everything which is our ancient rich history should be called mythology mm-hmm. so you know if if there is any degree that should also not be called a mythologist degree uh, and because there's no degree as such to get uh, you know uh, be be some expert i don't mm-hmm. think i am an expert it's just the it it was just my inclination and my upbringing towards uh, all these uh, fascinating stories and who we are and why have we come we have come here Mm-hmm. uh it has just been a part of our dna not only mine but mm-hmm. everybody's dna but mm-hmm. uh, what makes a difference is uh, our choices of topics mm-hmm. you know we have all been in in schools and colleges uh there comes a time uh, at i think class 10th afterwards after class 10th um mm-hmm. in maharashtra people call it a junior college uh, rest of the country rest of the country calls it uh, just 11th and 12th mm-hmm. um before 10th we are not supposed to choose a subject so that we can understand the our our own choices mm-hmm. so you and everybody have uh, you know witnessed that there's somebody in the class who's very good with mathematics somebody in the class who's very good at in history somebody in the class who's very good in english so my inclination was towards in uh, history and so was it uh, towards all these uh, ancient rich historical stories mm-hmm. uh, written in hindu scriptures 
so just by continuously reading and you know uh, wanting to know more and more about uh, i have gained a little knowledge about all of these things uh, that's all it is that's all it is mm-hmm. because you mentioned that everything is not mythology but i believe that there's a very thin line and somewhere we all conclude everything which happened with ramayan mahabharat or any other text to mythology so what do you think what's the point or what's the perspective through which we can differentiate between history and mythology ah uh, you're right that there's a very thin line between both of them mm-hmm. uh, you know i believe that when history becomes history some of us start calling it mythology if i if i want to quote it uh, in hindi i would say ki jab puran बहुत पुराने हो जाते हैं तो हम उसको मिथ्या मान लेते हैं रीजन वाई है we always try to explain it to him or her mm-hmm. in form of stories because stories stay mm-hmm. you know stories stay if i would just tell you one line uh, without giving any kind of a background you might forget it mm-hmm. which is why a lot of us we we fail to uh, memorize poems and uh, quotes we forget we tend to forget quotes and poems right even the lyrics of the songs mm-hmm. in comparison to the stories so what happens is that when i narrate you a story and later when you go and if you are fascinated with the idea or the concept or the story you go and narrate it to somebody else mm-hmm. so while narrating it to the next person you make a few changes according to your own narration mm-hmm. so you know uh, the writing and uh, documenting everything mm-hmm. has started too late Mm-hmm. but before we were not documenting it it was all you know mouth to mouth uh, you know going generations after generations which had uh, diluted it a little bit but i won't say that none of those things happened this is not new for us that families fight for properties mm-hmm. it's just that the size of the properties now are too too small but families are still fighting for properties right they do so it's just it was just the way of telling the difference between right and wrong to us in form of story so that we could just you know absorb it and take it to our graves what is right and what is wrong and fighting for a property gives you absolutely nothing at the end i am just quoting mahabharat in here mm-hmm. this was this was a, a, a very big lesson to the whole world uh that you know you you cannot uh, put a wrong eye to somebody else's wife mm. so these are all the lessons uh, portrayed to us in form of different stories mm. and that's all it is indeed uh because we are talking about stories now uh so what is the most mysterious story uh you you read a lot you research a lot so what is the most uh weird most mysterious story that you have came across till now the most mysterious story which has really fascinated me is the story that i finally decided to put on paper 
Mm-hmm. And now I can see that people are also fascinated with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has become a national bestseller in a record-breaking time of five months, mm-hmm. which is not a very usual thing to happen in the publishing industry. Mm-hmm. So I only decided I I I don't have any formal training of writing, mm-hmm. neither scripts. I have six films in Bollywood as well, mm-hmm. other than this trilogy called the Hidden Hindu. Mm-hmm. so i have no formal training absolutely no training at all but i've been seeing and reading and watching so many things listening so many things that now a lot of things have stopped fascinating me mm-hmm. what fascinated me was this story that i decided to pen down and why it fascinated was uh, that a man is caught in 2020 who's claiming to have been on the face of earth since the birth of the earth so he's never died He's not mm-hmm. aging, and now he is caught in 2020 in Kalyu. He says mm-hmm. that I've I've survived all the four yugas without dying. He says mm-hmm. that I have been a part of both Ramayana and Mahabharat. Mm-hmm. He says that I have personally met both Ram and Krishna, and mm-hmm. I am the eighth immortal mentioned and uh, that the world has never ever heard before. And mm-hmm. I am in search of the remaining seven immortals that we know a little bit about. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just the teaser of the book. Mm-hmm. but there's so much more to it who is he why is he still alive why mm-hmm. are people searching for him why is he now caught what mm-hmm. does he possess that people from him want mm-hmm. and so many more uh, questions like katappa ne bahubali ko kyun mara indeed and because you're talking about your book uh, everyone knows i think lots of listeners who are listening this they might have came across with your book as well so yeah when, but i remember that you know a few years back we only talk about mythology or you know uh, stories from ramayana and mahabharata when it, this the saying goes like you know my dadi has told me or my mother has told me this story but now the narration has changed now gen z's and millennials put perspective on the same they get values from the same uh, authors uh, like you you know who are coming across with so much value whether whether it's with the fantasy stories or with your research so what do you think how how that has molded the gen z's and millennials and how is it going to evolve about the indian mythology or indian history well uh, i'm not very proud to say what i'm about to say mm-hmm. but you know our generation knows more about marvel and dc heroes they know more about uh, jesus and that culture i have i have no problems i am not against any culture or mm-hmm. any religion as well mm-hmm. uh, but uh, this all this quotation is also a fact that the biggest brand in the world is religion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we know so much about uh, all these superheroes hero- uh, being talked in marvel and dc and i realized when my son was 6 and a half years old Mm-hmm. that he knew all of them at least the names but he had no idea who these seven immortals written in hindu scriptures are so he knew more than 10 superheroes and none of us none of them were from our land you know i can i can count more than 10 superheroes that we are so fascinated to watch but my son at the age of 6 and a half and a lot of people right right now if i will ask a lot of people you know please tell me the name of these seven immortals we will not be able to tell mm-hmm. so i decided and i've been every one of us have been 
listening this uh, since our childhood as you said you know dadi ne sunaya and dada yes. ne sunaya yes that there are seven chiranjeevis mm mm-hmm. if there are seven chiranjeevis where are they if they are still walking on the land mm mm-hmm. why don't we know where where do they live why don't we recognize them mm-hmm. maybe because by choice they are hidden mm mm-hmm. i am sure right now they would not be wearing that janeu and having a tunir on their back mm-hmm. and having a lakdi ka dhanush and dhoti mm-hmm. they must have been adapted uh, our lifestyle and which is why we don't know just imagine that this there is this old man sitting in on a train you going somewhere from somewhere mm-hmm. and this old man uh, is sitting on one corner he sees a child he he throws a smile at, at that child the child responds back mm-hmm. next station this old man gets down the train and he walks off you will never see this old man you saw both these things that this old man in the last stage of his life is smiling on a kid uh, who has just started his life you in the middle of somewhere just smile on it and this old man is gone you would never know that that old man might have been parshuram or kripacharya or vedvyas so these three names are three of the seven immortals that i just mentioned so mm-hmm. this genzi that you're talking about mhm ah uh, this 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 line that a lot of schools uh, you know in the prayers we are t- told that dusron ki jay se pehle khud ko jay kare humko man ki shakti dena man vijay kare right so it's good to know every religion and all the gods but mm-hmm. before that you need to know the culture of your land Indeed. you need to first have you seen any tree in the world mm-hmm. who is not connected with its root and still alive they are i mean a hanging tree no mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. just not possible mm-hmm. we have to we have to be with our roots mm-hmm. and uh, talking about roots and also because you mentioned about the marvel and dc uh you are right that lots of even my culture my friends we are much aware about uh you know they are superheroes whether it's superman whoever you name it rather than what our history and our mythology teaches but one of the reason yeah but uh i believe major reason which uh, which i concluded is that the movies you know movies have been a big big influence to this but i, I i don't know if you agree to this i don't see there lots of movies have been made on or the lots of authors who have you know created something on this have been appreciated talking about that your movie uh, i i think uh, dhoni production house has taken over the book for the movie so that made me really happy that that that's going to teach something from us yeah. maybe that was a more fantasized version but yeah that teach at least something some aspect of uh, of the mythology So, so so just tell us more about that that how when we can see the movie and how is it going to happen we have been working on it but uh, when you will read the book or maybe you have already it it is a very big budget movie mm-hmm. the size of this film is going to be massive mm-hmm. because of which naturally it is going to take uh, longer than as it you know a normal 40 50 days of a shoot film goes mm-hmm. so right now we are working on uh, adapting the book on script mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing more uh, to add on to this question right now because 
we are not allowed to speak much about the actors and the directors it's all confidential but yes okay. you will you will you will i won't say soon but uh, you will watch the film on screen right and also i have read somewhere that there's some mystery behind number 9 in in our you know our history our mythology whatever you conclude of so so what's that what's the mystery behind number 9 well this is a this is something recently started floating everywhere mm-hmm. uh, especially since the second part of my book is out mm-hmm. uh, because we have uh, named a chapter the, it, it is chapter 6 in the second book and the mm-hmm. name of the chapter is 9 9 yeah so not not only mathematically 9 is uh, also very mysteriously connected with hinduism mm-hmm. for example let me start with you know Uh, i mean naturally we are connected with the, the humans i'm not talking about hinduism only mm-hmm. hinduism also but you know a, a child stays in the womb of a mother in for 9 months mm-hmm. and once uh, you know when the, the same child gets old and dies the remaining family does this nav grahon ki puja you know mm-hmm. satisfying these nine planets uh, for the soul to get salvation mm-hmm. starting from that to uh, you know these are there are four satyugs mm-hmm. uh, sorry there are four yugas number one is satyug then comes treta yug then comes dwapar yug and now kali yug the number of years that all these yugas have is in thousands like 17 lakh 28000 years was satyug 12000 90 uh, 12 lakh 96000 was uh, treta yug mm mm-hmm. Six lakh some years was uh, Dwapar, and Kaliyug is continued. You'll be surprised to know that when you will total all these figures and boil it down to one figure, it will come nine. All of them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Also, yeah. Also, when you will calculate all these figures together mm-hmm. and boil it down to single figure, it will again be nine. You will be surprised to know that. the size of uh, that i am sure everybody knows that the size of earth and sun and moon are different mm-hmm. you know moon is the smallest of the three then comes earth and sun is the biggest one right mm-hmm. right if you will start from one point of moon earth and sun you know traveling all the way back to that one point the mm-hmm. overall miles in diameter the total of all these three is again nine okay we have uh, you know mahabharata ran for i mean the, the war of mahabharata was for 18 days yes uh, there are 18 chapters uh, uh, in uh, mahabharat yes there are uh, yeah so we have 108 beats in that mala mm mm-hmm. 108 is again 9 abhi while we are recording this uh, you know this 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 uh, this uh, navratri going on it's called navrat navrat it's again nine then comes navras then comes navrat then comes navgra why can just go nine. why nine that that's the thing that's what i'm curious why nine uh read the hidden hindu <laughs> Okay, sure. Also, also while we are talking, out of the Shabda, there are only nine avatars who have uh, come to Earth. Mm-hmm. 
So Vishnu also right now stays in in the avatar of nine, not ten. Mm. Who knows when the tenth avatar comes? By that time, the the circumference of Earth, Moon, and Sun might enlarge to the total sum of ten. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I have to read the book. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention before reading part two. Please read part one. Part one. <laughs> Full justice to that. And uh, also, what have been your favorite text? Uh, what have been your favorite text in mythology? If I talk about, especially in mythology. It's too tough to tell. Yeah, it's very very tough to tell because uh, I have read. You know. these are all so fascinating that whenever you dive deep into any of these mm-hmm. while reading and after that you know when you are in a hangover or when you finish it mm-hmm. although finishing either of these takes days and weeks mm-hmm. but whenever you finish something you are in a hangover of that particular uh, uh, scripture for days and weeks and months and for that point of time you feel that that is the best until you don't start reading the next one mm-hmm. so the amount of time and effort put in all these stories is unbelievable mm-hmm. for example you know uh, so there's this story of parshuram mm-hmm. where parshuram's existence started uh, at uh, in the start of uh, treta yuga which was the second yuga mm-hmm. now years and years after came uh, this time of ramayan when valmiki i mean after the ramayan happened valmiki wrote the version of ramayan mm. valmiki mentioned parshuram as when you know when he decided to go do his penance in mahindra parvat he gave his bow which was gifted by shiva to him called pinaka to raja janak raja janak happens to be sita's father mm-hmm. the same bow was lately broken by lord ram Mm-hmm. And Parshuram came came back uh, in anger to kill Ram. Mm-hmm. So, okay, this is done. But years and years after came another writer called Vedvyas, who wrote Mahabharat. So the difference, uh, you know, the the year difference between writing the first Ramayana and writing the Maha, uh, first Mahabharat is thousands of years. Right. In Mahabharata. Ved Vyas, look at the look at the size of research that these guys would have done then. Mm. If you even want to say that all of them is myth and not truth, mm. he says that Parshurama came back in Mahabharat because he was an immortal, mm. and he trained three most powerful warriors of Mahabharat, which is Bhishpitama, Surya Putrakarn, and Dronacharya, Ashwatthama's father. Mm-hmm. so you know they have been researching and they have put so immense uh the the size of their efforts and hard work is so immense that they have connected everything to everything in such a way that it does not feel like you have finished one and you are starting another just mm-hmm. one mm so telling yeah is very tough what was the best one mm-hmm. and uh, there's a one thing uh, that i am you know always fascinated to know about in in hindu mythology or in our hindu text when we see the characters uh, there's 
no such as you know good and bad completely good and bad if i don't know if there yeah. words to say let's talk about ravan right uh, he he has done bad to sita and he kidnapped her whatever happened rest is history but he again he was a you know great pandit he was he was considered to be one of the wisest man in that era he had done lots of other good things and there are lots of other characters whether we talk about even krishna right so there are always some good aspects and there are bad aspects as well but when we talk about the western philosophy probably they are more polarized and also even we talk about because you know we were we were talking about the influence of how marvel and dc has come along and now even you you know you see the gen zs you see millennials so even uh, i what i perceive it there is a lots of polarization in the characters there's a good there's a bad so do you think that is it affecting our generation a lot or or can can this thing that that you know uh, the projection of good with evil something that we can learn from our history i don't know see i would rather see it uh, you know that all our age uh, ancestors were trying to tell us that this good and bad in everybody Mm-hmm. It is who it is we who decide, you know, which to uplift. It's like two children, and you are supposed to decide who do you want to love more, or, or uh, you know, uh, bring up better. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it you know that also comes with a lot of uh, internal and external factors behind it. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you know, please try to understand that Ravan. Uh, this is a, this is a new kind of uh, thing going on nowadays that ravan no doubt ravan was a vidwan and ravan mm-hmm. was a mm-hmm. shiv bhakt and he mm-hmm. used to play veena and everything all mm-hmm. correct mm-hmm. but while ram was taking birth mm-hmm. he was already you know vishnu took the avatar of ram only to kill ravan mm-hmm. which also tells you that when ram came and got married to sita and they went to this jungle for this vanvas suddenly ravana did not become a bad person mm-hmm. he is always cherished to be on the wrong side mm-hmm. which is why and he became so powerful because he was a shiva bhakt he became so powerful yeah. that another vishnu avatar has to come on land to fight him right on the contrary also comes uh, king mahabali he is again mm-hmm. one of the seven immortals mm-hmm. king mahabali was a rakshas mm-hmm. so hindi mein bolte hain rakshas yoni mein paida hua mm-hmm. but he decided to be good and then wo vaman avatar of vishnu story if you have heard of that mm-hmm. vaman avatar came and he said i want three feet of land and then he uh, you know emerge bigger than universe and then what not and mm-hmm. he he said that please keep uh, your third feet on my head mm-hmm. when we are talking about ravan let's also talk about vibhishan who was his mm-hmm. real brother mm-hmm. matlab wo bolte na brother from another mother no brother from the same mother <laughs> who was granted the boon of immortality because he chose the right side right so there's good uh, our ancestors are since always trying to tell us that there's good and bad in everybody 
Ram did everything right, but Ram also made mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. He he cheated uh, in the fight of uh, Bali and uh, Sugri. Mm-hmm. He had to. Yeah. So it is only till now. It is only us who decide in ourselves whether we want to uh, choose the side of good or evil. It's just that most of the people now have started choosing the side of evil for very petty benefits, because of which we have started calling this time as Kaliyug. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, recently this movie came, Hamastro. Uh, would you like to put some lights on the fact that how far it is from the reality? I mean, what literally happened, or what are the real weapons in actuality, and what have been shown in the movie? Well, uh, this film is not uh, claiming to be mm-hmm. to be uh, based on true stories or yeah, the real one. Yeah, indeed. Which is why, you know, judging it in terms of uh, the astras they've chosen, whether they are being mentioned in the in our Hindu scriptures or not, will not be right. Mm-hmm. But I can still tell you that uh, in as much as I have read, I might have missed something, but as much as I have read, mm-hmm. I could not come up, uh, I could not see or read or search about anything called Vanarastra or Nandiastra. I don't think that there's, yeah, I don't think that there's any such astra. I also strongly believe that astras are invoked by invoked by mantras. Mm-hmm. And it it is not in some kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, bracelet mm-hmm. or anklet mm-hmm. that anybody can wear it and can possess the power. Mm-hmm. I, I, I personally don't see that. Mm-hmm. It is uh, it is the man's the human's power. Mm-hmm. Whoever is going to invoke it, and he needs to be uh, right or wrong. It cannot be contained in you know. It is not something that you can just open and keep in the in the in a box. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but as they 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 have never uh, claimed yeah. that they are talking on on facts or on Hindu beliefs. So mm-hmm. judging them on behalf of just because they have put the name of the film as Brahmastra. It will be uh, over exaggeration of this problem. Let's not do that. Indeed, and also there's a one thing that I'm always curious to know from my guests. So, what is the one trend that you would like to see more evolved in the new world, or I should say, one trend that you'd like to see more embraced in the new era? That one trend seems like one trend. One trend. It could be anything. Well, one trend uh, I would want to see in the coming time is Akhand Bharat. Akhand Bharat? Can you explore more about the same? Explain more about the same? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, thousand, uh, not thousands, even hundreds of years before. Mm-hmm. I am not talking about 200, but a little mm-hmm. few more hundred years back. There was no Pakistan, there was no Afghanistan. Uh-huh. It, was, it was all us. Unity? unity? So if, no, no, I'm not talking about unity. I'm talking about the land size. Uh-huh. Unity is, you know, unity is made by the union of men. Mm-hmm. Union of people living in those lands. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about uh, the the Chetrafal. You understand the Chetrafal? Yeah. The geographical size of a country long back was uh, Pakistan and Bangladesh and 
I may be black backslashed for this one, but it is okay. I don't mind it. Mm -hmm. All of these lands were a part of India. Mm -hmm. I would love people thinking about it again. I mean, what is Russia trying to do? Mm -hmm. So getting something that was always yours, if we are ready to fight for uh, this Kohinoor Hira, mm -hmm. if we always say that Kohinoor was taken from our lands and we should get it back, mm -hmm. then lands were also taken from our land. Why not trend Akhand Bharat? Akhand Bharat. Sir, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Mr. Akshad. It was lovely to have you. And of course, I, I can't wait to read this book. Definitely, I'm going to come along and discuss more after reading the book. But thanks. It's great to have you. And thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. Thank you. So Our nation is full of love and devotion. Hindu mythology, or should I say, our rich history, has shaped our present very beautifully. The values that we, the Indians, have, our traditions, our acceptance, and our love for the fellow beings, says a lot about our Hindu culture and history. And I'm proud to be who I am. With that said, I also believe in diversity. I believe everyone has a story. No matter which color, background, society, culture, or country they came from, we all have the capabilities to make an impact. Something to share. Something through which we can learn. And also, I'm really, really grateful that you have supported us till 100th episode. I hope you'll keep showing the love and your reviews on the Apple Podcast. Don't forget to follow us back. So you will be the first one to be able to listen 101 episode. Also, we are organizing a giveaway on this Diwali season on our Instagram channel. So don't forget to participate because we have something special coming up. Also, I'll see you soon in the next episode with another great value, with another great lesson, with another great story, with another great human. Till then, bye-bye and God bless us all.